everybody. Uh, Tatis is up, man. Bases are loaded. Five three, two outs. Bottom, uh, no, top of the eighth. Oh, they almost hit him. Freaking Robles clown. I'm sick of people brushing Tatis back, man. I'm not having it at all. So it's two and one. Tatis at the plate. Bases loaded. Would really be great if he just, you know, reinforced his uh, his status on uh, uh, in in Slam Diego on Mount Crushmore. Uh, that would be great. Anyway, Riveting. are you going to this in, or is this how we're starting things? Because <laughs> this is a terrible Riveting. way to start things in our just oh. just start it over. Guys, it's Rick Romero, and I'm joined by that idiot Brady Phelps. Big and, idiot uh, right here. Big idiot. It's the Zero Chance Podcast. We're back. We're back. The Padres are hot, and the Zero Chance Podcast is back. Uh, we're watching a game live right now. They're playing the Angels. Uh, Tatis oh. is up. It's five to three. Uh, it is bases loaded. It is full a count. full count. Full count. Tatis has not that he's not already solidified himself as a, a fixture on Mount Crushmore here in Slam Diego, uh, but he has a chance to just you know double down on everything and to do it in Trout's house would be kind of ridiculous. Hi, Rick. How you doing, pal? I'm I'm doing good. It's been a long <laughs> time, man. It's been it's been so long, long that we clearly don't know what we're doing. No. One one would think, if it had, if if a calendar year had passed without recording a podcast, that we would um, I don't know plan. They just they just walked in a run. Yeah. Instead of letting Tatis hit a grand slam, the Angels decided that the better scenario than letting the uh, you know player of the month beat you with a with a grand slam and Manny with the smirk on his face like. <laughs> I can't believe they walked you just to get to me. And now uh, Manny might solidify, re-solidify his status on Mount Crushmore. This is kind of amazing. So the Potters are now up six to three. That gives you a little context of when we're recording. Uh, It's it's late. It's after nine o'clock on the 2nd of September. This is going to post, I'm guessing, sometime tomorrow. It's not like you have anything else to do, Rick. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Do you want to uh, what, what do we want to do here? Do we want to give a little bit of, of context to sort of um, maybe a little bit as to the the reasoning? You know, the obvious reason is, you know, we are not obviously a Padres exclusive but we're a Padres podcast, but we're you know, we talk about whatever is on our mind. But when the baseball season is not going, there's less for us, to, less content for us to get together and, and less motivation for us to get together and have a pod. And so now that the Padres are obviously the best team in baseball, it's certainly much easier to get back together and make this happen. But yeah, I don't know. This tiny little thing called the global pandemic happened. What 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 is that? What is that? Yeah, yeah. There's some acronym uh, initials. Yeah, I thought I was just staying home for you know no reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so COVID happened. Uh, that didn't help. That can that can account for the last maybe six months of us not recording. Do you want to speak to maybe the previous four months of us not recording? Yeah, it was. Uh, the... I had a, a little bebe. Um, so it I'm made sorry, things what? a little bebe. It made things a little difficult 
to uh, get together in person, have some drinks when a very young child is waiting for me at home. So, but we've actually is now over a year old. She's over a year old. Now. She's yeah. That's what happened. You just called her a newborn before the show to me, and she's not. <laughs> no, she was a newborn back then. That's how long we've been in a pandemic. <laughs> she was a newborn, you know, back when she was newly born. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a long I mean, time. The pandemic doesn't stop. Last time we podcasted was October 8th, 2019. And then before yeah, that, it was like it was like June. So we've really had one podcast in a whole calendar year. One pot, no, like one one podcast in like fifteen months. This is bad. Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad look. Bad look for it, the old zero it is. brand. And we've lie. actually, so like, it's funny. We've been trying to do this now for the past, you know, five weeks maybe. Like we're like, yeah, let's do it. We're we're gonna do this. Uh, the very it's probably first... been longer than that, to be honest. Longer than five. Yeah, it's probably been yeah. since. Yeah, they almost hit Manny Machado, by the way, to, to, to bring in another run. So he's up now. It's 1-0, bases loaded. This brings, he, us, this brings me back to uh, the, the days when, when bloggers took over. And oh, we were, it, was Angels. it was Angels Padres. It was. And you kept talking yeah, about, like, Pujols, like, diaper. He, it looked, this is, how many years ago is that? Drop. Seven? Just dropped. Was it seven years ago, maybe? It did that drop. Was a, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and even and then, the, it looked like Pujols was rounding the bases and diapers. And the Padres are now up eight to three over the Angels with runners on the corners, two outs. Manny Machado, two ribs, big time, big time. All big right, time Machado. I think that's enough of the play-by-play now. But I'm so good at it; it's hard to. Stop, everyone, you know? everyone will be like, "Oh yeah, I know. I saw the game like, yesterday, Brady. Like, it's oh, enough." Cool. It's enough. When they're listening to it, it'll probably be like, oh, cool. Play by pay from a game three days ago. That's really neat. <laughs> Great podcasting. Ago. Yeah. I'm going to post this on Monday next week. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot's happened since we last pod. So like in that episode, the Padres were still in a manager search. Uh, at the time, there was just like, you know, little scant rumors of the Padres bringing back the brown uniforms, but we yep. didn't didn't know, you know, for sure, and you know what they would look like or anything like that. Um, we were probably inside our beloved Thunderhawk, oh. which has since closed since since uh. the pandemic started. Yeah, I was you know I was gainfully employed when this started. <laughs> No, not you're just anymore. Drop that little, you're just gonna drop that little unemployment nugget on, on us right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my dear lord, Hosmer. Eric Hosmer just hit a three-run jack, and the Padres are now up eleven to three. This freaking team, dude, we are gonna win the World Series. I it's exciting. And yes, I just said we, and I will say it until my red in the face. I don't care. That was freaking Hosmer haters. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that. That was amazing. We Friend need to the post pod. a photo. Of course, friend of the pod. We need to, we yeah. need to post a. Do you remember we started the Hosmer to zero chance uh, hashtag? That's how, and we were like a veteran pod at that time. And, yeah, and our it like would have it was like a game changer for us to get Hosmer on, and then oh I don't know this two guys named uh, Machado and Tatis Junior came along no big deal, and uh, all of a sudden Hosmer can just settle into his role, and if he can settle into his role, then good lord. 
Will Myers can just sit to do nothing. Well, right now he's sitting on the IL. I don't know what happened. Do we think Will has COVID symptoms? Is that what's going on? I know it's all very shaky right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening with him. I don't either, I but I mean, 2016 during the All-Star game, Will was the face of the franchise, right? Yes. He was on every yes, billboard was. downtown. He was their sole All-Star representative when the game was here in San Diego. Hosmer comes, lets off the weight a little bit, and then all of a sudden Hosmer's wearing that burden, which I think he could handle. Will couldn't. And then Tatis and Machado come in, and it's like, Hosmer, you can do whatever the hell you want now because we got this team. And then Will, same thing. And then you bring in a guy like Mitch Moreland, who happens to be up right now, not that I'm doing play-by-play. And, you know, there's another big bat in the lineup all of a sudden, not to mention the fact that we, you know, Paddock, rising star, we've got obviously Lamette is the, the top of the lineup. Then, oh, let's yeah. just go ahead and go sign, uh, you know, the biggest starting pitcher, free agent signing in Clevenger. And, you know, Not now we have a number one signing. eight. Sorry, they traded sorry. for trade, him. Trade, trade, yes. trade. What an idiot. What an idiot. Yeah, I know. Record it, God, post man. it, call me a moron. I don't care. But the, the point is, you know, the biggest trade, the biggest name in the trade deadline in the starting pitching market for sure. And yeah, now he's definitely – He's a number one I, guy, but he hasn't even pitched for us yet. No, I know. Um, I I think the trade deadline was amazing. AJ Preller did a fantastic job based off of what was out there. He got the best reliever. He got the best bat. He got the best catcher. He got the best starting pitcher. Like, you know, he did. Uh, Rosenthal, Moreland, Nola. Clevenger, did I get that correct? In the in the order you that you just dropped all those, yeah. yeah thank you. Just letting man, people know that I'm woman. I'm not as dumb. I'm not as dumb as you look, <laughs> man. Why I ought to? Gosh, hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he really did, man. He went out and crushed it. It it was like it was reminiscent of the off season where we got you know Kemp and Myers and Upton. It was that twenty. 15 i don't even like it feels like an eternity ago but yeah. that you know the whole rockstar gm movement uh before the season started the the difference of course everything he just did he had a foundation of a yes. playoff team yes and 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 the superstars right i mean the machado yeah. you know back-to-back player of the weeks with machado uh tatis just got named player of the month uh Cronenworth, uh rookie of the month and when they say month, it basically means the entire first half of the season. Yeah. And, you know, this is the foundation that he's building off of. The legitimate ace in Lamette, a stud in Paddock who, you know, kind of faltered. We were worried and then came back and of all places pitched a freaking gem in Colorado. So if you can pitch a gem in Colorado as a bounce back game, like I'm all in. So in a very good spot. And I feel like that's the difference, right? Is that like he had nothing to build on at the time when he made all those splashes, mm-hmm. whenever that was in 2015, you know, forgive me for not doing any research whatsoever, but the difference is now he's got a, a playoff caliber team that he's building off of. It's incredible. Yeah. I, and I, I feel like we wouldn't, or we hold on. I feel like the Padres wouldn't be, Stay weak. The Padres would not be in the position that they are in today without that mini trades. They they're calling it Preller Palooza, uh, you know mm-hmm. that that first first round of trades. Um, I I have always said that I feel like Preller came in and did not like his 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 system. There was 
nobody in the system that he really liked. He traded Trey Turner. That was probably like the one bright spot at the time. Um, So he figured he needed to find a way to inject life into that system. And he did that by trading a lot of those guys and then knowing that he could flip those other guys for Mm -hmm. better prospects and prospects that he wanted to bring in. And I've always thought that I know he's gotten a lot of crap, you know, for a lot of those trades. Um, But, but yeah, like we wouldn't be in this position. The Padres wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for that off season. I love how guilty you feel when you say we. I do. I, I don't like care that. Less. I'm all about the we. Yeah. I feel like we're part of it, dude. We went to the Bring Back the Brown celebration. We went to this thing, and we sat, yeah. and you and I together. We drank know, heavily. Bre- we did. There might have been some beverages consumed, but like, yeah. we stood in front of Ron Fowler yeah. and listened to him tell us face-to-face by name that we were a huge part of the reason that they're bringing back the Brown. Yeah. And like, listen, I'm not whatever i'm not this is not an ego thing you know i know you'd love to tell me my ego um i was joking with some buddies over text message like i'm not one to boast and obviously you know it is insane to ever claim that you or i had anything to do with the actual uh back to brown but when the owner of the team tells you to your face like you you were a big part of the reason that we we shifted to brown it's like i i don't i mean it's like a surreal, to- completely insane uh, feeling that you were a part of this movement. And yeah, I even yeah, thanked I mean, him. Remember, like I, I thanked him there, and I was just like, "I know that this isn't your favorite, but thank you." <laughs> the baby, baby poop. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Us fans, we we thank you uh, for these amazing uniforms." Yeah. So and and I think I think that him seeing that event that was it was a fantastic event put on by the team. Oh, um, amazing! I think him seeing that, um, uh, I think that kind of flipped him. He was like, "Okay, I think we did make the right decision." Yeah. Oh, I I, I mean, doesn't that seem like so long ago too? The an eternity, bring- really, an eternity. It doesn't even feel like it doesn't feel humanly possible that we could have not recorded a podcast since we did like what were we thinking going to this back to brown event which was just phenomenal on a million different levels and affirming to us as fans and 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 i mean i don't know everything it was insane and for us to not get together to record a pod even talk about that it's like that's when you know life has overwhelmed us you know that's when you know you had a baby followed up by a quick case of global pandemic um that you're going to uh you're going to be a little bit late on things so but hey yeah the good news is we're here we're um we're re-record you know we're recording again we haven't we haven't gone away completely and uh we want to get back back into the uh, podcast swing of things because we have uh every intention as fans of this uh padres team to watch the playoff baseball uh deep deep into the playoffs and i I, you know i'm gonna let i'm gonna leave, leave that in what what is your take on, you know, I was lucky enough. I, I know we haven't potted since then, but I, I felt super honored and blessed to be 
you know, with Jesse Agler and the team to be brought into the re the, you know, kind of reinvention, resurgence, uh, reintroduction, whatever you want to call it, some terrible name that I'll come up with of uh, Pottery Social Hour, the TV show that I did, you know, for 2016 season. And it just felt so cool to get kind of the old gang back together and the old crew and, and talk about this. And so I talked a lot about, you know, leading up to the season, all my thoughts and feelings about what does it look like? You know, they, they brought back the show so that, you know, fans could have something to chew on while there were no games. And then when the game started, obviously Jesse now has a full-time job as an announcer. So not so easy to host one of these pregame shows. And so when the season started, we stopped. But I had a chance to really like air a lot of my thoughts and feelings about you know what the shortened season looks like. But I'm really curious to to your thoughts. Like, what do you think? You know, obviously we're getting way ahead of ourselves, and I'm all about that, hundred percent. So what what are your thoughts and feelings? Like, what what if the Potters do make a deep playoff run? What if the Potters were to win their first ever World Series as a franchise in this shortened season? What does that mean to you? What does that say to you? Anything? Something? Nothing? What? I mean, obviously, like it's going to mean a lot to me, uh, even in this shortened season. Um, like, there's certain things that I feel like, you know, wouldn't really be mean as much. Like, if somebody were to hit 400 this season, I would be like, no, no, that that doesn't count. Um, but if the Padres, I mean, they're playing the same amount of games as the other teams, so. And if they win, then it's just going to mean just as much. It's going to suck that we can't, you know, get together and throw a parade and, you know, drink champagne with goggles on and <laughs> and all that fun stuff. But uh, it's still going to be awesome. Yes, I just took a photo of us on our uh, on our little. We're, we're so we're video recording. Uh, but we're it's going to be an auto recording that is in the pod. And so sorry yeah. for throwing you off your guard by taking a photo. But you screen grabbed me earlier. I was wearing a tank top. I changed because I was I didn't trust you. So um, I I'm with you on the whole 400 thing because like Tony hit 400 over the course of 60 games, right? Stan, well, it was stat? it was over the full. Uh, like a full season, like if 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 he was able to get if you in. if you blended multiple seasons together, he hit yes. over four hundred over the yes. course of that whatever. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying on like those type of individual, like you know, bad four hundred whatever. But to your point about the level playing field, that's what I've been saying all along. Is that everyone yeah. is we're all dealing with the same thing, and it's like to me, a hundred and sixty-two game season. There's the argument of yes water finds its level, right? Like the Dodgers are like, hate on the Dodgers all you want. They're an incredible team, not only in the bigs, they've got an incredible farm system and they're just going to keep winning and winning and winning and winning. And, you know, the the road to the National League title goes through LA. And yeah. and and I, I love that challenge for the Padres. You know, like if you want to, you know, you, you if you want to take a shot, you got to take down the best. And so like, Let's go and let's take it down. Let's prove that 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 the Padres can do this. In a 162 game season, it's harder, obviously, uh, because like I said, water finds its level. But in a 60 game season, you catch lightning in a bottle. Yes, there are advantages to that theory. However, everyone is on the same playing field, right? Like if you're, you know, 
you're all dealing with the same thing and every team, some deal with better, some get dealt a bad hand and maybe like, a, you know, I know earlier in the season, the Cardinals or I don't, a couple of the teams like had a lot of breakouts of, of the COVID. And, and, and so, you know, they obviously were kind of playing behind the eight ball there, but you know, everyone is in, everyone's living in the same world. Every city's different. Yes, of course. But you know, we're all we're all playing against not only the team that we're facing, but against the we global are? pandemic. We are yes, we Rick, <laughs> stop it. We stop. I, I refuse to be corrected. I'm a we guy, and I will be forever. I'm a we. You're a <laughs> you're, you're a we you're man. A we guy. <laughs> you're a we man, um, and I'm okay with that. The Padres. I feel like I'm a part of this organization, whether you like it or not, you jerk. And 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 we. Uh, we're in the same boat as everybody else, right? And so exactly. I don't care if it's six games or 60 games. It doesn't freaking matter, man. Like, everyone is is facing the, the opponent that is on the diamond with them as well as COVID. And if the Padres can figure out a way to come on top and, and get through this Dodgers freaking monster, then I, I almost think that it's more valuable than winning a championship in a 162. Now – Win the 60-game season, get a World Series, get a ring, throw a virtual parade, whatever that looks like by the time the season's done, who knows, and then go do it again, you know, five times in the next seven years. That's that's what I want. And the hundred, I want I want the 162-game wins on top of the 60-game wins. But, man, the, the crew of people that are belittling this uh, shortened season and how nothing matters and Asterix City, it's like, screw you. I'm uh, No asterisks for me. If anything, no. put an no. asterisk to say this season was harder to win a World Series than any other season in the history of baseball. That's the asterisk right there yeah. to me. And and so if we win it, I just feel like it's all the better, and I want to throw 50 parades, 50 instead of one. And, and, if we, and if we don't, then great. It's a great opportunity to build on something amazing. A lot of these guys that we picked up at the deadline, we have control further than this year, even further than next year. And so, you know, Preller has been, he's a magician, man. He is a, he's Geppetto and he's got all the other GMs in the league just sitting on his little Pinocchio strings and he's playing them, man. If I'm a GM and Preller calls me, I'm just like, I'm I'm hanging out. I'm out. I'm out. Like, you know, okay. Trey Turner. Great. There's your one example of where we really got screwed. And, and we, we wish we could have turned that around, but what position does Trey Turner play? I think. I, I mean, I think we have a guy that's okay at that position now, just like moderately decent at that position. You know, you sure? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just moderately, he's okay there. And What's so, his name? like, I can't remember somebody's kid. Um, so, in that regard, it's like, yeah, okay, you're you're not going to hit a hundred. You know, you're not going to bat a thousand for every trade. And you want to point to the ones that he effed up on. Great, good for you. To me, I'm like, if I'm a GM. I look at James Shield and I put I put James Shield's picture in a White Sox uniform up on my wall and I stare at that and if my phone rings and it's AJ Peller's number that's calling I don't even answer because I'm looking at James Shields and I know that I'm looking at the most exciting player and the face the new face of Major League Baseball in Tatis and I want nothing to do with Preller. I'm terrified that he's going to figure out a way to hoodwink me and screw me over and ruin my franchise for the next decade. That's I mean like I, I just think he's an absolute magician and I freaking love him and I'm so glad he's on our side. Yeah, yeah. No, like if you think about it, 
Shields gave us Tatis. He gave us the Bartolo Colon home run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. One of the greatest moments at Petco Park. I don't have any problem saying that. Legitimately, one of the best moments at Petco Park. Yeah. Oh, what just? Ha- oh, okay. I thought the dude just like fell. I looked away for a second. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, their shortstop uh, just you know couldn't. Ca- he doesn't catch a ball like Tatis does, so he fell. Yeah, he kind of just flopped around there like a fish out of water. Um, no, Tati- Tatis, AJ Preller. I it's it's confusing watching the, the game. goat player, the goat GM. So, it's hard. So so here's the thing. Like, on tell that me topic more about right the now, thing, Rick. I, I want to give props to Mudcats and Jesse and Teddy and uh, all the TV and radio broadcasters. Uh, Don, I can't forget Don. Um, how dare you? I know. Um, on how they've been able to call these games this season, it's it's felt like nothing is different. You know, if you listen to the game on the radio, it's like you're listening to a normal game. If you're watching the game on TV and uh, it's, you're just really looking in the stands, that's the only way you kind of notice. But I've gotten used to it at this point. And I think it's been amazing this year. I think they've done an amazing job. So props to all those guys. Yeah, I I mean, it's... I always have a little bit of trouble whenever I say, like, listen, best in the business, best in the business. Like, to me, the the Agler-Teddy combo is, I mean, it's just, with Vin Scully no longer in the picture, um, these are the guys. And with when it comes to uh, baseball announcers, it's like, Don and Mud. I mean, like, I listen, I, I went through serious withdrawals and sadness when Matty V left. I, I really did. I and did I too. love when I, I love whenever I um I hear national games and he's calling them. And I usually whoever he's calling them with, I want to make fun of them because they usually suck. But Matty V is so good. And when he left Mud, I just thought like there's just no there's no one else. There I, there's not another human being who could possibly compliment Mud the way that Matty V did and vice versa. And then Don came from the baseball gods and the morons running the show over in Boston, let him go. And they are to me, I mean, they're just, they, I don't know that any two guys have ever connected with a fan base the way that they do. It, it really, it's just like, it's unbelievable. And I love, I love their uh, chemistry. I love their commentary. I love their jokes. I love their inside jokes. I love the things that we don't even as fans even get, but we still laugh at it. Um, I love the local radio guys, you know, Ben and Woods. I love like the incorporator with Jesse. I love like, you know, like the, the way that, you know, the local media sports media is able to incorporate with our broadcasting team, whether it be radio or TV. It just like, it makes me so happy, man. And I, I just feel like we as a fan base are so blessed and to finally have the combination where the broadcast booths, plural, the greatness of those booths match the greatness of what's happening on the field. Like we are in, um, I feel like we're in uncharted territory. Like, am I, am I crazy saying that? I don't know. I mean, we did have the legendary Jerry Coleman for years and years and years, and Bob Chandler and Ted Leitner. 
That's a pretty good trio right there. Right now, I understand that those that's a pretty good trio. Well, you can't throw Teddy in there because he's already part of this equation. First of all, so you've got Chandler and you've got obviously the legendary uh, Colonel Jerry Coleman in there. Yeah, but I would challenge you in this. I'm not challenging their greatness. I'm challenging the greatness of the product on the field to complement their greatness. Why you gotta give me a riled up like this, dude? Because I just, I just had to. <laughs> I, you're lucky we're not faced. I might, I might smack you across uh, the table. I might, I might, whatever beer I just bought for you, I might smack it right out of your hands. <laughs> oh, do we want to talk about? Thun- I mean, man. Okay, so we do need. We do need. I'm, I asked a question. I'm going to answer it for you. Shocker, um, Thunderhawk. Our yes. beloved Thunderhawk, the home of the Zero Chance Pod. Uh, they have gone out of business by choice. COVID, uh, COVID certainly uh, propelled their decision. I, I think that's fair to say. Uh, but it was their decision, and it was kind of in the works pre, pre-COVID, and this sort of sealed the deal for them. Um, but, man, John and Bill, great memories, uh, a great, a great uh, brewery, and we know they're both going to go on to great things. And you and I have been talking to John specifically about coming on and, do, and doing a podcast. I mean, and yeah. this was, I mean, it, I mean, it was probably two months ago, right, that we approached John about doing it's, a podcast. It's been a while, yes. And we have uh, failed to do so because, you know, like not only do we love John, we want um, to kind of hear his voice and hear about the, the transition out of Thunderhawk and just, you know, he, he's so smart and um, he's so tuned in to not only obviously the brewery community and the beer community in San Diego, which is the greatest in the, you know, the country, um, but he's tuned into us as a podcast and the sports culture and the sports world. And, and, and even more so, you know, he's just a massive advocate in the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's really where we really wanted to lean on him and tap on him for some wisdom, um, for some knowledge, for some yeah. uh, perspective that, you know, two white guys, as much as we want to have the, the proper perspective and, and extend um, the, the, the proper, you know, I don't even know how to properly say it, um, but to give that that movement, which you know we obviously don't want to be a movie, we want it to be like a core foundation of our existence as a culture and as a country of Black Lives Matter, and mm-hmm. and so to bring John in and get his perspective is something that's so important to both of us, and we haven't been able to do it yet, but we want to, and we're going to, and yeah. so um, anyway, I don't know what 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 were you feelings and thoughts when you heard about Thunderhawk and um, I'm sure similar to mine, but I'd, I'd like to hear your kind of your, what your emotional roller coaster was. Uh, it started out with like pure shock. I saw their social media posts and I think I texted you right away, like a screenshot of it. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Cause it's, it's one of those things too, where, you know, like I, I didn't want to reach out to John right away. Like, Hey, like, you know, what's going on? Cause you don't know if it's like kind of a touchy subject or anything like that. Um, cause every, you know, every business out there is really going through some tough times right now. Um, but, um, and then, uh, it just became like sadness because I was like, man, we've had so many good times at that place. Um, beer is am- absolutely amazing. Um, John and Bill, amazing, amazing dudes. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I am looking forward to having John on and talking to him and seeing, you know, just catching up with them. Cause it's been a while. Yeah. It's been too long. I mean, I guess when you got two guys who have literally recorded um, one podcast in the last 15 months, it's hard to say that um, anybody isn't missed and we haven't heard too <laughs> in too long. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he's certainly um, one of many, but we will, we will get him on and we will, um, well, yeah, it's going to be a great conversation. And as bittersweet as it was for us to kind of experience them um, going under, I'm sure it was, I mean, imagine what it was like for them. You know, it must have been terrible. So, yeah. Um, but who knows? Bigger and better things, right? Whenever one yeah. door closes, another one opens. And I certainly feel, I don't want to get too, uh, too weird about this, Rick, but I know that you've got something great coming up for you. And I don't know what that is yet, but um, people who are, smart, intelligent, empathetic, um, you know, you have the ability to do great things. And I, I'm not going to get too weird about this, but you are going to go into something great. Whatever the next job is, it's going to be amazing. Maybe, who knows, maybe it's going to be hosting a podcast with like somebody who's competent and knowledgeable and not a moron, you know, like maybe that's it. Maybe that's your next, it could be, maybe that's your next it could venture. Be. Yeah. Maybe, maybe your next venture is to find someone who's not an idiot to be your co-host. Yeah. Trying, trying something new for once. <laughs> just a bunch of idiot co-hosts in your future, yeah. or sorry, in your past. <laughs> your future's just bright as ever. Uh, That's great. Yeah, no, I'm. I've. I swear, I've been actually busier than than ever since uh, since I was was laid off, and the Padres just won. They sure did another W. All right, so I'm gonna turn this off now so i could focus here um, i've been focusing yeah. the whole time i'm sorry you can't multitask i can't <laughs> one thing at a time okay yeah I love, the, I love that one of the game points is castro comes back to haunt the angels yeah <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny mm. so i know you don't know much details about this but it's going to be on the zero chance podcast uh, next week is San Diego Design Week, and my buddy Jordan from Bring Back the Brown, Start. he and I did a little podcast mini series that is going to be running next week on the Zero Chance podcast. So I just want to get this straight: you are um, replacing. I replace you. Yes. So, so literally, the second that I suggested that maybe your future holds. Yeah. getting a competent co-host you immediately rebuttaled with guess what i already have a competent co-host it's <laughs> and not i've recorded you. three episodes it's not you it's already been recorded three times over and it's going to be yeah. on our feed is that yep. is that what you're telling me yep okay cool cool well yeah. hey you know what it's great is this where i sign off now from forever yeah. Yeah, it was it was nice uh hey, of you to join me thank you fans of the zero chance pod <laughs> Uh, this is uh, Rick Romero, the douchebag, signing off. See you later. No. <laughs> so next week is San Diego Design Week. And, okay, what does that uh, mean? What is Design Week? You guys like design uh, living rooms, cars, uh, clothing. So what design, design, exactly? design is is many things. So da- design is many? from small things like a little houses for ants. Yeah, M A N Y. Many, got it. Ma- like many, many things. Manny Machado. Not, not many me. 
So it's it's you know designing a poster. It's it's from you know video. It's it's podcast. It's it, it, the creation of anything uh, creative. Creation of anything creative. Yeah, San Diego Cre- Design Week. 2020 yeah, the, the, the creation of words that have already been spoken in words yes the, the yes. department of redundancy department so jordan and i have uh reached out and we are talking to all the marketing people of every single sports franchise in san diego so we'll be talking to the seals the legion the um soccers the loyal oh um you know maybe the padres you you said three episodes and then you named five teams i said that we've had three already we've got more um what about the uh do you you remember the the tennis club the san diego friars do you remember yeah yeah yeah, so do I don't you, remember that, but I I've seen the the pennant. You remember it. it like you remember the '84 pennant run. Yes, Got except it. I was alive for that one. Diaper Town, Diaper Town, like, USA. I was probably just out of diaper. I don't know what time. What age do you get out of diapers? You've had. You're I probably mean, for still, me. For me, I was wearing diapers. I was 13 years old, but for you, it might have been like four. I don't know. It's hard to say. For me, it was okay. 13. So I was I was three. In oh, 84. you were for sure still in diapers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I I don't mean to be rude, but I can see it in your eyes like you were a bedwetter for sure. So I You're... was not a bedwetter. <laughs> it's funny. Like I I remember. Uh, I rem- It's funny. I don't remember like a lot of things from kindergarten. You keep saying it's funny, but bedwetting is it's tough, man. It might not be funny. It might have some scars, <laughs> memories. I remember sitting next to this kid all the time in <laughs> kindergarten because they were placed they placed you where to sit and he always smelled like piss. And it always like I'd be like, God man, like this kid, he smells like he just peed his pants all the time. And was he a cat? Uh no, he wasn't a cat. He was a he human. Was, Got it. He okay. was a human. Uh but yeah, he he peed himself all the time and I was forced to sit next to him. And I was, I remember always like telling my mom, I was like, God, like they always sit me next to the kid that pees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's great. You know what I just realized because we're doing this podcast. I wasn't able to make a a meme to reply to angels final score posting on Twitter. I'm sorry. This is on you, dude. I'm sorry. We've been going for 44 minutes, which is 44 minutes longer than we've gone in the past calendar year or so. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do these more often. Yeah. And after uh, this, no one's going to listen. Not that they listen to even this, but now that we've done this, well, they won't listen they need again. to listen to next week's episodes where uh, we will be where releasing. I'm not involved. Where I'm not talking over you. All the episodes uh, on Wednesday of next week. As okay. of right now, that's the plan. Okay. Okay. And then you can pick and choose what you want to hear. You know what? I want to hear everything that has your your voice attached to it because I miss you. I miss your face. Because I, I have Harlow. this wonderful microphone now. You do have a good mic. And, you know, I know we're, this is audio that everyone's listening to, but uh, if we were to do a video, which I think would be probably better, 
your microphone blends in with your beard. So it looks like you have a six foot long beard. Uh, because it's and you thought I microphone. dyed my beard earlier too. You could see I did all the because you had there. your you didn't have your light up, and so you know it's it's dark in general. There are a lot of grays in there when I'm face to face with you, but over the old video chat, you know, you actually look like it's pretty pretty dark and pretty solid, pretty just for men. Just saying. Hey guys, it's been a year. Plus, we're thankful that you're here. We're thankful that you... If you listened all this time, and one, you probably want to talk to somebody. Uh, two, we're super thankful. And so if you want to talk to us, let us be the person you talk to. Uh, let's go, Padres. Thank you for listening to the Zero Chance Podcast. Yes, the next again. episode will be more current, too. I feel like we kind of had a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode. We, so we kind of just crammed it all in there. But next episode, it'll be like, okay, oh man, like you know, Machado's the player of the week. Oh, okay, Tatis is you know, hit seventy five home runs this week, and blah that's blah fair. blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's for sure gonna hit seventy five home runs in a week. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're, you're right. We <laughs> and did somehow Machado is gonna be the player of the week still. I mean, we did. I mean, we literally mixed up some play by play, so you can't get any more current than that. But you're correct overall. There's not going to be a lot of, oh, we had a baby, and oh, there was a pandemic. Yeah, you're, you're right. It'll be more current, and yeah. uh, it'll be awesome And because you're on it, and you're awesome. So thankful for this time. Thankful for you, Rick, as a, as a co-host. Sorry to hear that you've already uh, ditched me as a co-host for your next three podcasts. But, yeah. hey, enjoy away, listeners. Love you guys. Happy you're here. Let's go pods. Let's win a World Series.